2: Hello everybody from Backpage, I'm Neil White and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. This is part two of our end of year Oscars show for 2021. Part one is the next episode up on the feed you've already missed. Best Performer in a Leading Role, Best Performer in a Supporting Role, Most Promising Newcomer, Best Director and Best Producer. I'm not going to spoil the surprises if you haven't already heard them. But our next statuette handed out by Graham Hunter, the host of The Big Interview, and La Liga Television's Pete Jensen will be Best Picture, which quite literally refers to our favourite football photograph or film from the past 12 months. So um, we'll share a few of these on social media because I understand that it's quite difficult to deal with the the still image on a podcast. Our sponsors at Bet365 have nominated um, a great shot by Justin Tallis of AFP from their Round of 16 game between England and Germany from the Euros. So it's it's a celebration shot of Harry Kane, running in front of one of those great wide crowd shots, which you can spend about two hours looking into and picking out your favorite sociological experiment. Um, Jake Garlick has picked uh, one of the, I think it was actually a screen grab of, of Luis Suarez crying um, on the phone in the sort of delayed aftermath of Atleti's title win. And socio Ian Arnett has chosen a fantastic still shot of, it's a Diop's goal line clearance for West Ham against Arsenal, which is fantastically acrobatic and in the background you can see, I think it's Lacazette who obviously can't believe, I think he's ready to celebrate the goal he believes he's just scored as uh, as Diop picks his pocket at the last minute. Graham, you've usually got a great eye for this sort of thing, which picture
3: stayed with you this year i can't believe you've moralithened me and done me with your sri lankan spin there i mean that's that's the kind of setup that can now only oh uh, listeners neil has just tried to emulate the great sri lankan spinner who must be one of the two top wicket takers of all time if you don't follow baseball um i i i've i've chosen a winner but i want to do another carl Malden, and i want to say uh could have been a contender, and and what's happening is Neil Zoom is stopping us. It's it's blurring out um, the background, um, and so therefore I'll send you this photo so that the the socials and sponsors kind of take a looky looky at it. But effectively, it's the front page of Marca in 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 mid September, and Real Madrid have been out of their ground, not only because of the pandemic and the shutdown and and playing at the training ground. Valdebay was next to the airport because of what's been going on in the world but because they've been remodelling the Bernabeu and it's been a long time away, I think over a year and they come back to playing Celta it's an extraordinary game um, they are in danger of losing they've conceded two uh, two really good goals from Celta's point of view but poor, poor defending from Madrid's point of view and at 2-2 two, two, up pops Vinicius with the goal and there's such an explosion of noise and joy that he loses himself completely. It's very early in this in this massive spurt in in delivery that the that the Brazilian has given us. And he loses himself and goes running and jumps over a barrier and goes into the crowd. And he's mobbed. He's mobbed by delirious Madrid fans. And the thing that it symbolizes to me is pretty obvious. It's the it's the reunification of the Madrid support and, and this slightly maverick, slightly, not undelivering but precocious and idiosyncratic guy. It's the beginning of the crowd saying, yeah, we love you. Yeah, we recognise how good you are. He's being gr- grasped and classed at all sides. There's one guy without a mask. He allegedly gets fined the next day when the, the cops say, well, we saw you in the crowd with your mask down about your chin instead of your mouth and nose. That doesn't signify total abandonment of, of you know this human spirit saying, I don't care about health and I don't care about rules. But it's close to it. Everybody's got arms akimbo. Vinicius is just looking down as if to say, these these guys really love me. Terrific goal, terrific moment, great shot. Um, it featured in many places, but Mark on the front page did it best. Brilliant. We'll
2: share that one with you as well, guys. So all this will be on the, the socials at GH Podcast on Twitter is the easiest place to find it. Pete, was there
4: a particular shot that grabbed your attention? Uh, my favourite picture from twenty twenty one was probably Manol Guasil decked um, out as the, as the fan that he is of Real Sociedad after after they won the um, after they won the Copa del Rey. Um, it just summed up perfectly what it meant to him what it meant to the club um, and despite um, recent results because I th- think maybe even in the last um, podcast that we did together we were talking about their potential as a possible um, in the mix for the league for the title and, and they've, they've fallen apart since then but regardless of all that they're going in the right direction and part of the reason for that is, is who's at the helm and um, just brilliant with the blue and white shirt on and the blue and white scarf above his head um, and just so happy for what he'd achieved
2: Which takes us on to another visual category, the best costume design, which goes to the best football kit currently in use. So our nominations included from Ben365, our sponsors, the Atletico Mineiro map kit, which I was unaware of and is absolutely sensational. Um, And from the socios, the one that stuck out was the Ajax 3rd kit. I don't know if you're aware of this one, gentlemen, but it's, uh, it's all black with Karma Chameleon trim, red, gold and green. (laughs) So I don't know if either of you has a a favorite um, football kit perhaps from the current season, but Pete, which one have you chosen?
4: Um well, I was going to pick out um uh, um and, and i mean it 's not different this year to the to what it was last year or the year before that or the year before that or the year before that or the year before that, but that 's partly the point um i'm sick sick of seeing teams run out in their second kit third kit fourth kit when there's not even a color clash um and I spoke to, um, um to Fernando ro jr um before the before the um, Europa League final and, and I asked him about it and he said, well, you know, it's, it's something that is very deliberate. You know, we could we could uh, push our... They have got other kits. They've got a second and third kit. We could push them more. We could wear them more. We could sell more of them by doing that. But we see this as our identity and, and I've always had a bit of a penchant for one colour kits anyway. I can remember um, having a conversation with my dad... Uh, who's on Sports Night tonight, Real Madrid. It's a team in Spain and they play all in white. I'm just thinking, oh, they play all in white. Um, and I think there's a pretty... There's a, there's a, isn't there a club in Scotland that play all in red? I can't think of... But anyway, so so um, so um, I'm a fan of the all-yellow kit and, and it was great to see. The, the, it made the team celebration when they finally won a trophy and Graham's already... Oh, I was about to um, spoil... Um, the enjoyment of the first part of this there uh, um, by saying who Graham had, had picked out earlier for I can't even remember the category, but anyway in summary, the L's all yellow kit, and yes it's
3: the same as last year That category was best best team to, best to, best team to play in all yellow, uh, was the category that you're referring to, and you've also foreshadowed, Neil you know this, what was going to come for me, because you know, good luck, Monero. Um, good luck. Is it Bettis who said we won't raise the prices of the kit or oh, we won't introduce a new kit because people have to spend too much and therefore we're sticking with this kit for next year? Uh, Pete, you, you nailed it. Um, you know, the Mighty Dandies haven't featured much in this uh, in this award ceremony. They do now. This is the Training Kit Award. Neil, I've sent you a picture of the Mighty, Scott Brown, who... I mean kudos to him for working undercover for Celtic for for so many years. And and dulling that ache. Dulling the ache of having to oh I can't uh, put on green and white. Uh, and here he is in on um, you know, if you look at which probably people do daily, look at the Aberdeen website, he's got that man of destiny look. Um sitting on one of the yellow steps in the main stand and the f- the fucking training kit. I mean there should be a triple X. It's just pornographically good. The the three Adidas stripes down down the arm, a slight white trim at, at the roll neck um, of of the the training top, which is a kind of like a tracky top. It, it's the most beautiful piece of. It makes Brazil's nineteen seventy World Cup winning kit look like Albert Stepto. That's how beautiful it is. And and above anything else, it's it's got the um, and few people know about this. It's got the two stars right above the the club crest. I'm unfamiliar. What do they represent? Well, they signify. You know, it's funny you mention it. They signify that Aberdeen are the only club in Scotland to have won two two European trophies. That's what those two stars represent, folks, and and and. Have Atletico Monero ever been in the Cup Winners' Cup final in Gothenburg?
4: I've found another one, by the way, just for all those people who are saying, he's picked the Via Real kit. Um, and it's the uh, it's the shirt. It's the new nothing Else shirt. That's pretty sexy, oh, isn't it? Oh, that's nice. Yeah?
2: Pete's holding it up to the screen. I'm sorry you can't join him with his listeners. But we'll put as many of these as we can up on the socials. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and come back with our final three awards of this year's Oscars. Back Back soon. And we're back with the big interview with Graham Hunter, Oscar for the best original screenplay which we are opening up to your favourite piece of football writing from 2021. There's also a nomination for Pat Nevin's most recent book which is called The Accidental Footballer. That was Finley MacDonald who sent that one in, thank you very much Finley. Pete Jensen, what have you enjoyed reading this year? um i've cheated and it's something i enjoyed watching um,
4: um b- b- but it but it's a good recommend for everyone for everyone listening um there's a series on netflix called bad sport um and it's basically about um well not really crime in sport but well yeah it is crime in sport and there's one episode which is is all about um um cultural poly am i pronouncing that right graham so the so the Luciano is um, and um, and ringing up the you know the referees organisation and just making sure you got the right whistler for Sunday's game um, and it's absolutely brilliantly done. Um, in parts reminded me of the fantastic take the ball pass the ball, um, um, and I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it.
3: Well that's a good recommendation that I'll pick up on and watch um, because the way that life is, Neil and partly you and Martin are to blame for this with all these flights to, to interviews with interesting people I don't take a lot of time to watch um, football documentaries and I, and I don't read as many books as I'd like to but I like to call a dead heat in the in the book department Pat's book is, is really um, startlingly good not because he's bright and articulate because we knew that. He he remains one of the standout big interviews. It it's a book that where, where he doesn't pull any punches. It's a book which helped fuel my conversation with Brian McClare about their battle with uh Doug Leach and Hansen at a team uh, Get Together for Scotland, the the Pat and Jockeys first ever get to go get together and how, Hansen stomped off in half because he'd been out argued by these two obstreperous kids. Pat's book's really well written, but it goes to the areas of football you want to hear about. There's no no gloss, no nothing spare about it. It's tied um, with the, the book that I'm only halfway through at the moment. Uh, Neil, you took Jamie Carrico on a voyage of discovery to, I think, Milan to see Arrigo Sacchi. To Bologna, same to you. But. His book about the Invincibles, about the Nerazzurri and how AC Milan were under him before, the team that I I, I think got, got taken to be more relentless, maybe more ruthless under Capello, the rebirth of a side that, um, you know, Pete's got into Moji uh, under Berlusconi, who picked them up, people forget, in a lower division, rebuilt them. And Arrigo Saki, this unknown man at that stage who'd... Who'd been a shoe salesman and had nicked into Liverpool's training ground um, in order to watch, um, I think, Shankley and Paisley's Liverpool train in order to take their ideas and, and use them to AC Milan. It's a fabulous book, and the winner for me needs to be, um, and, and not because of my minor, minor participation in it, um, although I think Pete's in it too, is El Presidente, the series on Dazone which uh, Zoom uh, put together following Ronaldo Nosario's couple of years at that stage, presidency of, of Valladolid, their ability to escape uh, um, relegation in their first season, an immediate match-fixing investigation that, that hauled in unnecessarily, it turned out, a couple of their players, the way in which Ronaldo's personality absolutely oozes out. He's magnetic. He's, he's a remarkable man and their ability to cope with the pandemic and the shutdown and coming back from that, it's, it's really under the skin. It, 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 again, there's no gloss there. And it recently won second prize, a silver medal in an awards ceremony, which I was really, really pleased to see. But it's a good piece of viewing, um, and partly because everybody's fascinated about the way a club works when they're buying and they're selling, and... You know, we see the, the 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 scouting and buying team, which subsequently has been released, has been dumped, thanks to Valladolid's relegation to the Segunda. And you watch them in action, you see them planning and hoping and praying and, and greeting signings. It's just damn good. But the star of the show by a long, long way is Ronaldo Nasario. And therefore, he and Duncan McMath get this.
4: And um, maybe a good shout for the 2022 best picture I think uh, the same company are planning something about Ronaldo the player so um, I'm sure when that comes out it'll be,
3: it'll be every bit as good It's coming your way folks it's just when you thought it was safe to go back in the cinema
2: For the best original song category we have had one outstanding nomination from Socio United which I'm going to play now and it's up to you guys to see if you've got something that can beat this
4: I've started singing at Vallecas, um, El Año Que Viene, Rayo Liverpool. El Año Que Viene, Rayo Liverpool. Which, of course, means uh, next year uh, it'll be Rayo against Liverpool. And um, it's a brilliant chant. Um, It doesn't quite top my all-time favourite, which was the cop when a cat ran on the pitch singing... Cat ran on the pitch singing um, a cat, a cat, a cat, a cat, a cat. But um, (laughs) it's... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's up there so um, yeah here's to Rayo going to Liverpool next season in the Champions League
3: well it's funny Neil and it should be worrying for, for Pete about how similar his mind and my mind are that, that genuinely should frighten you and Chicharita Pete but I, I'm going for Rayo too and I'm going to play this chant that I got Radamel Falcao to record for us and then I'll explain it you ready everybody here we come <laughs>
0: estes, yo te seguiré, forza rayo, ale. yo
3: no te and when you get the whole of Vieca singing, I didn't abandon you when you were in the third division. Wherever you go, I'll be there with you. Blah 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 bla. forza, rayo. And it's that's Radamel Falcao singing it. That's Radamel Falcao singing it. So um, thank you Radamel. And uh, that was the Rio fans singing. We didn't abandon you in the third. We're with you now. We'll go wherever ever you go. Forza Rio, we love you. Brilliant.
2: Our penultimate statuette goes for the best short, which is our favourite goal of the year, or even our just favourite moment of, of play, uh, we've had some nominations, they're sensational. Um, one is quite painful. Here we go.
3: Jack Hendry tries again, but it could be costly because it's the Czech Republic on the break. And Patrick Sheik has scored again. You have to just admire the vision, the skill to, to pull it off. An absolutely magnificent goal. And from
2: the same basket of goals marked breakers from the halfway line,
3: this from Finley Macdonald. Kemar Ruflu using his power to get the ball well away from Alan McGregor. And he has a long-range putting oh, goal. And goal. he scores absolutely sensational back in Belgium. When he played for Anderlecht, he produces a moment of magic right at the end to loft the ball over Bodar and clinch a winning start for Rangers in Group D. What about this? So the you know the goal that's causing you so much pain there, Neil, uh, it felt a little bit like uh, a fluke, but it turns out that it wasn't because... Chick has been averaging very nearly a goal a game in the Bundesliga since he is an odd fella in that I think he was in Italy where um it, you know it it happened and it didn't happen he looked like a hot and cold striker now he looks just pure hot and what was it Neil help me was it Davy Marshall in goal that day I I think it was Marshall and and I think we we as a, as a coaching staff they'd asked him to be attentive he's, he's old now and athletically he's not somebody who can make a 40 metre sprint um, maybe as he could have done 10 years ago and therefore I think he was asked to be advanced that if we have a high line and and remember Schick's mob um, before they yeah we have to do it before they put us it's a great series but they put us up Schick's Creek he should go back to the hotel wherever that is in Canada the The fact of it is that Marshall's not wrong. she's just excellent. And poor old Marshall ends up tangled in the net and we end up a little bit humiliated. But it's an unbelievably clever and technically well-executed goal. And the contender that I want to give to it, and because I'm, you know, so fixated on La Liga, is the goal that Vinicius scores to prevent Real Madrid. Losing at Levante, where they have been ahead, Levante have been utterly stinking the house out, atrocious, rotten fish, bad in the first half. They then fight back in a glorious start. Of the second half, they're, they're 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 leading three two, and again, like my picture nomination for Vinicius, this is one. This is a moment where Vinicius does something utterly extraordinary, which is he receives a pass from Benzema, who a few months earlier in in Munchen Gladbach is saying to to don't, see that guy, see that guy over there, yeah, he's, he's actually team. don't give the ball to him though, he's playing for the Germans, it's incredible, I know, I know Mondy. I didn't sign him, and then Benzema, cheese Vinicius flitting by him in Valencia, a couple months later, slips the ball, um, inside, gives it to Vinicius in a situation where Benzema can only believe he's giving it to the winger so the cutback will come back to him and it doesn't. It doesn't. He, he gets to the point where there is no angle and he uses the the, the sort of uh, top of his right boot to, to sort of flick, not kick the ball, flick the ball across the goalkeeper into the invisible uh, top far corner in a goal that gives him a 3-3 draw. That sparks the stranglehold that Real Madrid have taken on uh, La Liga. It's an unbelievable, unbelievable
4: goal. You, you, know, you know the day will come when um, Vinicius will be stood in the mouth of a tunnel at the start of the second half and he'll say in Portuguese to Rodrigo, don't give it to him, he's just playing for them. That's the circle of life Isn't it It'll be perfect I've gone for uh, Luis Suarez's goal I mean At the end of last season Against Vida An ugly goal um, No comparison In terms of um, In terms of Aesthetics um, To the goals Picked by Graham And your socios um, but if we'd said at the start of last season that this fella is going to... He was inside the centre circle when the ball is played over the top by Sergio Guardiola, helpfully. Um, and if he'd said at the start of the season he's going to score 21 goals um, and the last of those will be to win the league title for Atletico Madrid and he's going to do it practically running from the halfway line, you would have said, get away from here, come on. And that's exactly what happened and that's why we love
3: football.
2: Just before... We get away from goals of the season. I will play this, which is a goal that I wasn't familiar with uh, before we asked our socios for nominations. This one came from our sponsors at Bet365, and keen-eared listeners may be able to glean the name of the goal scorer from this. Brings us to our final award in these 2021 Oscars, which is our Lifetime Achievement Award, which we aim at footballers who bowed out um, in 2021, who we won't see on the pitch again. So, our nominations include Artis Adri, uh, Ian Robin, and unfortunately, we're not going to see Cunaguero again. I don't know who you'll miss most from 2021. Pete, do you want to kick us off?
4: Yeah uh, Aguero It's a shame It's ended this way And um, as we're recording this He's going to give a press conference tomorrow I think Um, It's now confirmed That that, he's not going to He's not going to Play again Um, A couple came to my attention This week actually Um, El Fabuloso Luis Fabiano Has hung up his boots Um Always loved watching him play for Sevilla. He was always the bad cop to to um, Canute's good cop and they were sensational together for Sevilla and he he stopped playing. And another another one who's stopped playing the last couple of months is Jonas Gutierrez, um, who, um, former Newcastle, of course, Mallorca, um, was diagnosed with testicular cancer, uh, successfully treated for it, came back and played... Um, played a little bit more in Spain with Depot, went to play in Argentina for defence. Uh, Defensi which I always thought were two different teams until someone put me straight um, uh, he was great fun to watch Jonas Gutierrez we all love a galloping winger um so there are two that have, um, there, there are two that have, um, have stopped playing this season. I mean, You almost feel you should give it to one guy who, who hasn't retired, who said, you know what, I don't want to retire in a season when there are no fans. I want to play, and I want, if I play out, I want to play out in front of the people. And we know who that is, of course, Joaquin, who might even end up in the Champions League the way things are going at Betis.
3: What was his name, Jonas? His nickname? Was it El Galgo? El Galgo, yeah, the Greyhound, yeah. The Greyhound, well... And the category buster because I don't accept uh, your terms and conditions. I didn't tick the box. This isn't a category for those what have retired. This is a category for those what we, we're not seeing no more after 2021. And that's Leo Messi. Um, yeah, he's kicking around in some, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. You know, locally formed athletic club, Corinthian style Conurbation up in in northern France. Good luck to him in Paris Saint Germain. Good luck to Pochettino in trying to get the best out of a guy whose family is not particularly happy in the the grey and the cold of a, a city where they don't speak the language. Never mind how he's performing, he's not in La Liga anymore. And rather than any more eulogies about how he plays or his achievements or whether he merited. That seventh Ballon d'Or. The fact is that for for you two recording this and, and, and editing this for all the socios, for our sponsors, Bet365, but I think for particularly for Pete and I who 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 I think you can use the phrase we're touched by greatness because we we were given an, an entree, a card into trying to understand him, trying to match his exploits with our words or how we wrote. He made us uh, rethink uh covering football. he made us rethink how it is you try and get time with him. He made us relearn our understanding of accents because initially his Argentinian accent was impenetrable It's been a joy it's been it's Peter, been a. It's just been Peter Beardsley Well, on which subject It wasn't Leo Messi who was one of the, the Three or four sober players Sober enough to turn up for the World in Motion Recording And um, he didn't get to do the rap John Barnes did, but everybody had to Test out for, for the rap in World in Motion And Peter's Kind kindly shared do Does the tape still exist of, of Peter's version of the rap And John Barnes was Probably just about the right choice but can you imagine Leo Messi doing the... Uh, you've got to give it. it. The long and short is that um, I don't care that he's not playing for Barcelona anymore. I just wish he'd gone to Elche or, or maybe Malaga or I don't give to flying Basil Brushes, which team. I wish he was still in Spain. I wish we were still seeing him every week. He has literally been like... Being taught to paint by Da Vinci, and I miss him. So he gets he gets that direct from me at least.
2: Okay, on that on that sad note, um, as you know, these in memoriam sections should be. Our carriage is drawn near, and, and we reach the end of our Oscar show for 2021, which leaves me to thank first of all you guys. So thank you, Graham, still the best to do it for another excellent year of big interviews. And if we can revisit one of our categories from part one, I think, Graham, you and I know that in reality, the best piece of recruitment this year was the acquisition of the big interview and bringing Pete Jensen on board. So thank you, Pete, for being a part of these Q&As
3: this year. Decent free transfer. You can pick up. Got, yeah. I got a lot of uh, messages from socios and... Friends or acquaintances who aren't social sing exactly that. The amount of feedback I get about some of which is pointedly about my Espanyol league performance compared to Pete's Champions League performance, and I don't take umbrage at that uh, because that's where the archers live. So overall, that category should have been first. It's like working with Messi. You're right. Anybody that can reach your level, Neil and Martin. And then soar above us all is a welcome addition to the team.
2: And thanks also, of course, to the socios who didn't just send in the nominations for this show, but have been contributing to the Q&As and to the interviews that Graham does with um, footballers throughout the season. So thanks guys at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. And thank all of you, socios or otherwise, for listening to our podcast throughout 2021. All of us here. Wish you and yours nothing but the very best in the new year. And we will see you in 2022.
3: Do it to them before they do it to you. Feliz año.
0: Inflation, student debt, recession, mortgage rates. Your employees have a lot on their minds. Offer them financial well-being support from Vanguard while on your way at institutional.vanguard.com. All investing is subject to risk. Advice provided by Vanguard Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor.